and welcome back to another episode of Okie Dokie. I'm your host, Elena Stoddard. And as always, I want to start this podcast off by just thanking you for being here. Like, you're a real one for listening in with me every single week as I talk about random various things about my life. And for this week's episode, I'm going to be reminiscing on some of my favorite childhood memories. Yeah, and maybe you're sitting there being like, why would I want to hear about your childhood? Like, the fork? Well, maybe you don't, but maybe you do. But I think that this is going to be one of those episodes where you listen to it and it's just kind of like calming background music. It's going to be like wholesome, very sweet, very... I don't know. So maybe it'll also make you reminisce on your own childhood memories, which I hope you have some good ones. So yeah, let me just get into this. And before I start, I want to premise with a little bit of background on what's happening in my life at the moment. So as you listen to this episode, I'm actually going to be abroad. What? Crazy, right? So if all goes to plan and my travel plans don't fall through, I'm going to be studying abroad for spring break. It's one of the classes that I'm taking here at Fordham and it's going to be so much fun. I'm really, really excited. However, we are going to a destination that I've been to before and it's a place that pretty much holds very strong familiar ties to me basically just because my mom is half from this place and so anytime I hear this place I think of her, I think about my family and so I think that's kind of what got me thinking about like childhood stories and just thinking about my family because it feels almost wrong, not wrong but it just feels weird to go to this destination without them. And additionally, I started therapy because my university offers free sessions, which is literally amazing. So I was like, okay, like I'm only going to get more stressed from here on out. I might as well go and try the free therapy sessions. And so, you know, when you're in therapy, you spend a lot of time thinking and talking about your past and your childhood. And so I think that's also where these memories have been brought up in my mind. So that's that, and I want to start by introducing you to my immediate family. Oh, round of applause, cheers, us, we love, we love. And so my family dynamic at home looks like me. I am the eldest of two daughters in the house. Yeah, I only have one sibling. I have a sister who is three years younger than me, and then I have my mom and my dad. So pretty nuclear family if you think about the, you know, typical layout. So that's the family setup, and I think I want to do this episode by just telling you a little story or just like a little thing that I really love about each member of my family, because why not? So let's start with my sister. Woo, okay. Um, I don't know if I've mentioned her name before or not, but I'm just going to call her sister. Yeah, keeping it easy. Not even going to use a codename, just going to call her sister. So sister, sister. Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) So me and my sister, when we were young, I would say probably up until I was like roughly 10 years old, maybe when I was like a preteen, but when we were like single digits, we actually shared a room. 
And looking back at it, like during the time, I didn't really mind sharing a room with my sister. I really don't remember it, honestly, because I was so young. But I just remember a lot of the times my sister and I, we would be very... I don't know if territorial is the right word, but we would be very picky about whose stuff is on whose side of the room. So I remember there'd be times where I'd literally be like, why can't we just draw a literal actual line down the middle of the room to separate it? Because like our shared bedroom, basically think about a rectangle, okay? That was the general shape of our room and my bed, or I should say in quotes, my side of the room was the upper left side of the rectangle and my sister's side was the upper right side of the rectangle. And the reason why the whole let's just split the room right down the middle didn't work was because well, duh, it's silly. You can't just split a room in half. But also because on, quote, my side of the room, the left side of the room, that was where the door was, you know? that The door was in the bottom left of the rectangle. And then on the bottom right side of the room, that is where the closets were. So, like, splitting down the... Like, that means that my sister, in theory, couldn't leave the room or enter the room, and then that meant I couldn't get to my closet. So it was pretty silly of us. And even though I'm telling you just about like this silly thing where me and my sister wanted to like split the room in half and have our own sides and yada da da da, I think that looking back at it now, I realize how silly it was. I mean, my little self's feelings are valid, but I think it was a little silly. But at the same time, I think I kind of took for granted the time that it made me and my sister spend together. So. What I mean by this is my sister and I, like, once I hit, like, my preteen years, so maybe, I don't actually remember when, but between the ages of, like, 10 and 13, I moved into a different bedroom. It was literally the bedroom right across from the room that my sister and I were sharing. And I remember at the time being so excited, being like, yes, I got my own room. And definitely, like, as we were older, like, teenagers, even middle school, like, having your own room, Yes, definitely a must for a child growing. But I think as kids, it really brought my sister and I closer together. And she and I haven't slept in the same room unless we were like on a family vacation in a hotel room in a long time. Like we had never voluntarily really slept in each other's room. But over this past winter break, while I was home from college, my sister was repainting her room. And when you repaint a room... You can't sleep in that room at night because you're not supposed to sleep in fumy paint room and like, it's just wet paint, like you're just not supposed to be in there. And so she was sleeping in my room, like in her own little like floor, bed, futon, bed thingy. And I don't know if it's just because I'm in college and I kind of got used to the idea of sleeping in a room with someone again, just because I have a roommate that sleeps, I don't know, six feet from me. But I almost felt this sense of comfort when she was there. And it brought back like a lot of nostalgic feels of like when we were kids, like we would sometimes at night, sorry mom and dad, we would like get up out of bed and play with each other. Or if I couldn't fall asleep, I'd get out of bed, run over to her bed and kind of sit on her and like poke her until she woke up. And then we'd like look out the window or talk or I don't know, whatever it is small children do. And I just kind of miss that. And 
the kids that I babysit for, they are like, I don't know, maybe 10 and 6 years old. So they have kind of a similar age dynamic to me and my sister. And even though the two of them have their own rooms, also it's a boy and a girl, the night before Christmas, they still bunk together in one kid's room because they like to go to sleep thinking about Santa, quote Santa, and the holidays together, and then they get to wake up together, and it kind of mimics that, like, magical childhood joy. Like, once I told my sister about this, she was like, Elena, why aren't we doing that? Because when you get a little older, like even into your teenage years, I feel like holidays, like Christmas, Halloween, I don't know, just things you really did when you were in your childhood kind of loses its pizzazz a little bit. And I think doing things like that keeps that energy and that like happiness and joy alive. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the fondest memories I have with my sister from my childhood and it's literally just so simple it's just like sharing a room together and not only that since we shared a room we would wake up together go get breakfast together like aka run to the kitchen get a bowl of cereal like watch morning cartoons and yeah so I think that that's just something that I look back now realizing how nice it was Okay, so moving on to the next member of my family, I thought that I would talk about my mom. And so one of my favorite things about my mom is that she really prioritized and encouraged creativity. And so when I was a kid, I don't want to sound spoiled, like I'm not saying if I just said I want this, I got it. But if there was some new interest that I really wanted to do, she would support it. So when I was a kid, I really fell in love with the idea of jewelry making. And I still actually make jewelry to this day. I actually had an Etsy shop for it, but that's besides the point. Probably because she was so encouraging of it. But I remember just being young, literally probably like 8, 9, 10 years old, and being like, Mom, I really want to learn how to make jewelry. And so she signed us up for a jewelry making class together. And we like learned all these fancy techniques on how to bead bracelets and how to use like little crimping things and how to bend simple metal to like make earrings and stuff. And I made this one bracelet there. Like I picked out all the beads myself and it was kind of like a more complicated beading procedure. I I guess complicated for like a nine-year-old and I actually still have that bracelet to this day. It barely fits me because obviously at the time my wrist was so tiny because I was little but just little things like that about my mom because now I'm literally 20 and that was over a decade ago and I can look back with such a fond memory of it because I don't think as a kid I realized how amazing it is that she was so supportive of all my hobbies and not only that but my mom was usually the one to drop my sister off and pick us up from school actually scratch that I think sometimes my dad would take us to school but normally it was my mom picking us up and after school like when you get let out like the teachers would like stand around and you'd like wait for your parent to pull up in the little like carpool line like I went to a suburban area school And all the kids would go play on the playground while they were waiting for their parents to come. 
and my mom she would always park the car and then walk like get out and walk to meet us like whenever it was warmer out because she wanted to let us have more time to play on the park and it sounds so small and simple but do you know how many of my classmates they'd be like mid cherry cherry wood chips monkey bar adventure some insane game and you would just hear their parent from like their car like looking stressed out and stuff being like hey hey Jimmy, Jimmy over here, get in the car, come on, we gotta go, come on, your dad's wait, come on, and (laughs) a lot of parents just didn't let their kids play, and I get it, there's probably things going on at home, things that Jimmy gotta do, places they gotta be, you know, it's very fortunate that my mom was able to give the time for me and my sister just to play after school, but that was another thing that I really, really appreciated about her and wanted to talk about. Last, but definitely not least, moving on to my dad. And my dad, to me, was always, just like my mom, one of my biggest supporters. So he actually put me in the sport that I played all throughout my childhood. I took a little break from it in high school, but then I picked it up again in college, and it's brought me a lot of joy, a lot of friendships, It's low-key actually how I met my current boyfriend, and that's pretty cool. So yeah, so not only has my dad like given me the love and joy of a sport, but he's just always been there for me. And I have this very specific example that I think just ties it up perfectly of how my dad was for me and my sister. So my dad, you know, he had two girls. He's a dad. Like, I feel like if any man has two daughters or more, no sons, it's like a different roller coaster. It's not bad. It's just a different ride than if you were to raise a son. And all the time, my dad jokes. He'll be like, oh my goodness. Thank goodness I do not have boys. They are so rowdy. They are so much work. They make such a mess. They always break things, and they are so messy. Or like, you know, jokingly. But... He would always carry around hair ties for me and my sister because my sister and I, like, we both had really pretty, thick, long, silky black hair as girls, and we loved our hair because, you know, it was fun. Like, I loved to braid it as a kid, yada, yada. And, you know, when you're a kid, like, are you really packing hair ties? No. But anytime we went somewhere and we were, like, about to go run and play, I don't know, go to the grocery store, who knows, and we needed a hair tie, we'd be like, Dad, do you have a hair tie? And not only would he pull out a hair tie for us, but he would pull out multiple hair ties and be like, which color do you want? Like, I'm telling you, my dad carried around like seven extra hair ties. Maybe not seven. It was probably more like three or four uh, different colored hair ties so we could pick from them. And whenever we went to the grocery store, I wouldn't say this is every time, but like when my parents did have to take both me and my sister, our reward for going if we like weren't a menace to society was that we could go to the hair care aisle. Like think about like a Walgreens or something, something like that and pick out like hair ties and then he would like be like okay we're gonna get them and then he'd like slowly keep them in his pocket and obviously we just lose them over time but yeah I think that little detail just showed how much he did for us and still does for me like I'm 20 I have an issue my computer stops working you know who I'm calling not the Fordham IT 
not my boyfriend, not my roommate. I'm calling my dad. I'm going to be like, dad, help. My computer just died. How do I fix it? And he'll literally be like in Chicago, halfway across the country being like, uh, uh, I don't know. Uh, did you try turning it off and resetting it? Why don't you send me a picture? Why don't we FaceTime? Let me see what's up. And so that is, yeah, yeah, that, that, that's all I have to say. That pretty much sums it up <laughs> for my dad. And overall, though, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode. And I think this episode, it's not crazy interesting, I don't think. It's just some wholesome family stories. But this is one of those episodes where I wanted to make, so I have it. I can listen to it. Hopefully my family maybe listens to it. I don't know. And I hope that it brought back and reminded you of a fond family memory. And as always, you are so loved, so amazing, and you're doing awesome. And I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye.